Hi, folks. This is Hoffman Ryan. I want to welcome you to our podcast. Christ Our Redeemer Seminary is a partnership of churches in Opelika and Auburn, Alabama, working together to equip leaders for God's global mission. We offer accredited theological training designed to shape the mind and heart with the gospel of Jesus Christ. When I was trying to decide which seminary to go to, a friend of mine gave me some really good advice. He said, what makes a class is not the syllabus, but the teacher. What makes a program is not the course curriculum, but the teachers who pour their hearts into it. So don't take classes, he said, take teachers. And that's why I'm so excited about this, our inaugural series for our podcast. It's a series introducing not the what of our seminary, but the who. And you'll get a chance to hear from the local pastors and leaders who make this partnership possible. You'll not only meet our teaching faculty, but also our committed board members and amazing core team. Each of our faculty have persevered through the challenges of life and ministry, and they have much hard-earned wisdom to share. So you'll hear from them while they are so eager to come alongside aspiring leaders to prepare them for future ministry. All right, well, today we have with us a very special guest. Um, she has no formal title or role in the seminary, yet um, from its inception uh, even years ago to, as a concept all the way through today and just very practical support for me um, in the seminary and in all of life is my wife, Courtney Ryan. She's joining us for the podcast today, and um, I wanted all of you to get to know her. as She's obviously a big part of my story big part of our ministry together, which um, since we've been married now 16 and a half years, going on 17, we have endeavored to do ministry together as a team. And so that's one of the things that drew us to one another and has kept us, um, yeah, just an enjoyable part of our life together is doing ministry, serving the Lord together in a variety of contexts. And, um, and of the past couple years at least, that has involved this thing called Christ Our Redeemer Seminary. So I want to introduce um, people that are interested in the seminary to her because she plays a somewhat behind-the-scenes role, but nevertheless a very significant role. So um, with that, let me just ask you, Courtney, tell us a little bit about your just personal journey, your narrative, where you're from. Yeah, I'm from Kansas originally. I grew up in a suburb of Kansas City most of my life, and I grew up... Um, in a setting where it wasn't cultural to be Christian. I remember in my high school being one of the few at CU at the poll for prayer or just being so excited to find another Christian in my school. So it's very different than this culture that we now live in. In Auburn? In Auburn. Yeah, so what was that like, being um, a minority in a majority non-Christian context? Well, I think it was really good for having a heart for the lost because it wasn't, it was clear if you followed Jesus or if you didn't. And it really gave me a burden to want to share those I was around. And for most of my life, that was my softball teammates. I came to know the Lord at around five years old. And so God kind of interweaved my story of faith with my love for softball, wanting to share with my teammates and be a light to those who hadn't heard of Jesus, and he definitely didn't follow him. Yeah, so you played on a stellar um, high school softball team. I know one of your, um, I believe it was your pitcher, went on to play in the Olympics, and then from there went and played college um, softball at OBU. So tell us how you got there. Yeah, I had a really incredible experience in high school getting to play with a Olympian and actually several ladies who went on to play in college and 
I never thought that that would be me, but I remember my freshman year in high school, um, I also played volleyball. That was more of a thing to keep in shape for softball. But I remember having an older sister that kind of paired us up with some ladies on the varsity and junior varsity team. And one of the one I was paired with was also a believer, which I was so excited about. And I remember her signing for college that she gave glory to God. And for me, that was a big deal because nobody gave glory to God at my school except a few. So um, I loved softball. It wasn't really a goal to play in college, but God opened the door to go to Oklahoma Baptist University, and I wasn't planning to go there, but God has a way of leading us, I guess, a lot in my story to do what I didn't think I would do. So I went down there for a college visit and loved the campus with my best friend. She also ended up going there and met the softball coach and she needed my position and had a scholarship and so it was totally a God thing and for me it was very different playing at a Baptist school where really all of my teammates were believers and they weren't when I was in high school so I was the lone believer in high school on my team. Yeah and God used softball to get you involved in cross-cultural missions. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah so a lot through youth group, God had given me a heart for the lost, and so that started right where I was with my softball teammates. I remember having a Christmas party to share with them the greatest gift, and so I had a little gift exchange, shared my testimony with them, and saw one person come to faith, and that was super exciting. Although I didn't really know how to disciple her, I tried my best, but then through my best friend that I actually went to college with, she told me about you could play sports on summer missions, and I didn't really know about that, but I looked into it, and I was able to go on two short-term trips overseas playing softball. We went as a random group of ladies in the United States to play the national team um, in Guatemala and then Venezuela the following summer, and so we went, and each game we played doubleheaders, and a person took one teammate um, in the middle of each doubleheader would share her testimony with the translator. And so, yeah, I was blown away that people got to do that as a job. I had never seen that type of missions before and really loved the experience. So I kind of knew from after high school that I was interested in that, although I never felt a call back to those countries I had visited. Yeah, and that was with Athletes in Action, which is a division of Campus Crusade. It then called Campus Crusade for Christ later became crew. So that was kind of the intro into the world of crew and the mission of crew to complete the Great Commission in, in this generation. Um, and then tell us how that led to you then eventually pulling back from softball, which gave you space to consider some other things, new directions. Yeah, well, um, after my sophomore year of playing, I did an internship at Cruise Headquarters in Orlando. My dad really wanted me to have a business internship, so I found one on the beach, um, or near the beach, doing finance, helping all the people going short-term to set up their bank accounts with Crew. And during that summer, God just really laid it on my heart to want to know more about discipleship, and because I played softball, in college, that was pretty much my life. I didn't have time to get involved in the local ministry there, which was, of course, the Baptist Student Union. And so I came home from that summer, and a teammate challenged me, well, does God want you to keep playing softball? And I had prayed about that before I went to college, but never prayed about that during college. So I started praying and felt like God wanted me to give that up 
And so at that point in my life, that was the hardest thing I'd ever done was to quit softball for no reason because I really loved it and was a big part of my identity. But that opened the door to get involved with the Baptist Student Union and a lady named Marcy discipled me and she ended up going on a summer project to an unreached people group in East Asia that was Buddhist and then invited me to pray with her throughout the year about that when she got back, which I did, and then challenged me to go the following summer with her. Yeah, so where, where was that? Where did you go? And how did that, how does that connect to where you are living now? Yeah, so I went with a group of um, OBU students and went for the summer to Tibet, and that was my first experience seeing an unreached people group, people that had really never heard the gospel who were yeah, in a world religion that I wasn't familiar with, but it was a part of their identity. And so God really gave me a heart to go back to there. And so at that point, I knew I had wanted to be with crew. So I was seeking ways to go with crew back to that place. And that's how I landed in the midst of a group of Auburn graduates. Yeah, what were they doing there? Well, they were there doing campus ministry. Actually, I was able to meet the director um, of crew from Auburn, Bill Bolt and got in touch with him and there weren't enough people to go to Tibet so he challenged me to go to another large city in China and all I knew was it was large and polluted but I said yes so I went and that's how we started serving together before we were even dating and got to know Hoffman there and served with three other people in a city of 30 million trying to meet college students and share the gospel with them and then disciple them. Yeah, so you went on first in that summer project for just a couple months, right, to to Lhasa. And then later you knew you wanted to go back for long term or at least several years, right? Yeah, after the short term project, I knew I wanted to join staff with crew, which I did the following summer after graduation and then went four or six weeks after new staff training. Yeah, so this, this is the point in the story where God connected us together and introduced us. So I was already in China, had been there for one year, um, and then you ended up, we ended up on the same team for a whole year. Well, what was that experience like as a single woman serving uh, in a context of overwhelming need? Yeah, it was definitely hard. I loved it. I think anytime you serve out of your context, it's very refining, and there are lots of added stresses, but I loved my local friends. I had great teams, and yeah, I was pretty determined to stay there and wasn't going to date anybody unless they wanted to be there long term. <laughs> so I that was the direction I wanted my whole life was to yeah, raise a family overseas and be on the field. Yeah. It was hard, but I loved it and definitely could see God at work. And then by the time I had moved back, you had switched into working with um, seniors and, and college graduates just in the first year or two out of um, out of college. Tell us why that was such a significant need at that, that point in time, and still today, but wh why did you shift into that ministry? Yeah, well, I think college is a unique time for everybody, and you're in a stage of life where everybody's kind of doing the same thing, has the same amount of time, and we saw that people were coming to faith, but after they graduated, they didn't know how to walk with the Lord or how to find fellowship, and so I remember even in high school, God had really burdened me that not everyone is called to serve him in full-time ministry that really everybody has a part to play in his kingdom. So I was really burdened for the Chinese who came to faith and were going to work as teachers or professors or in 
the bank industry, it was a lot harder for them and they just needed fellowship and encouragement. And back then it was, it was different. It wasn't as easy to find a local church to get involved in. So it was fun to strategize. How can we send them well out into the workplace, knowing that, you know, where they serve is the mission field God has given them and equip them and encourage them and help them to find fellowship with other believers. Yeah. So you were thriving in that, um, ministry context. Uh, really enjoying what you were doing. Uh, then we started dating, and I was really thriving in this UPG land called um, Lhasa Tibet and, and loving that. And then we started dating um, midway through uh, that year. And then um, things moved pretty quickly. Uh, and we were, I think we dated about six months before we got engaged, and then another few months um, before we were married. And then another few months passed, and, and um, you, we moved together to, to Tibet, and that was a very difficult season of ministry and of life and being newly married, which uh, we were there two years married, and then moved back to uh, another large city where we um, really changed the ministry focus from being frontline, uh, sharing the gospel, and making disciples with the audience of people we were um, called to reach, first Chinese and then Tibetans to then moving into a role where um, we were casting vision for mobilizing Chinese missionaries and then uh, hoping to equip them well. Because if we think back on those years, that was a compelling vision for both of us. Yours was coming from equipping Christians in the workplace post-college to my was frontline evangelism with UPGs. But when we moved back to, to Chengdu in this training equipping role, it felt like just in our journey together as a married couple, it was one uh, vision that we, we both really felt called to and equipped for and motivated towards. So tell us what, what motivated you about that uh, ministry in which we both could lean into. Yeah, well, I think when I first went to China, I heard the vision of, you know, China could become the largest sending missionary nation in the world. That really motivated me to want to see them sent and when we moved to Tibet, we learned a lot of things the hard way. We wish we had more tools in our toolbox than we had, and um, it was a really intense, hard, dry time of ministry for us personally. And then we also saw other people, um, Han Chinese, that had come out, and they were really passionate to share the gospel, really willing to suffer a lot. That was incredibly humbling and encouraging to see their strengths and their faith, but also just the cross-cultural proponent not having much experience or training and so when we moved back that was something we were both excited about just wanting to see people that are trained well sent well have the tools that they need in the tool box that they're going to need for the mission that God's called them to so yeah I want to see more and more laborers raised up and sent out and so it was really exciting to be a part of that. Yeah, that was a really exciting time for us, and um, just seeing the a passion for God's glory among the nations, and passion to take the gospel to the peoples and places that have not heard it, take root in the hearts of um, Chinese men and women, and to see them also recognize the need for good training so that they go and they can be well equipped as they go. That was just an exciting ministry to be a part of. We did that for a couple more years uh, before moving back to the states in 2010. Um, and that really was the precursor to what became now Christ our Redeemer Sem Seminary, focused on the question of how can we best train and equip leaders for God's global 
mission. And as this idea was catching on among leaders and taking shape uh, as what became the seminary, Courtney, how are you processing this with the Lord? Yeah, we never set out to start a mission or a seminary, um, but so has much of my story been that the things I thought I would do, God has changed the story. So I think that set the ground for just trying to be open-handed. I knew you really had a passion while we both did to want to train and equip others well, and you're very gifted in teaching, and so I wanted to support that. But we just saw God continuing to do only what he can do, bring people together, other local pastors in the area and leaders, and they were for the idea of starting a seminary. If it was me in control, I certainly wouldn't have started it as soon as we did, but that was God's plan, and he provided along the way and definitely stretched my faith through seeing him provide the students and all the teachers, and I just think it's a really beautiful picture of the body of Christ locally working together like this is only a god-sized thing that this could have been pulled off so i'm thankful for all the pastors at our local church that really supported you and encouraged you through the beginning stages and provided so much help and yeah i'm just i love the picture the witness it gives our city and others the body working together and knowing that we all need each other yeah so what would be some hopes that you have looking forward to what it could be yeah, well, right off um, the bat, I think of just being able to quote or equip locals from other countries who are here studying that they could receive a degree or education, some training to be able to take the gospel back to their countries. That is really motivating to me. I think just that people would be well-equipped for whatever ministry God has called them to. And I love the idea and the hope that there would be sending from local churches and partnership from Auburn to other places. Obviously, over the last 20 years, I got to meet a lot of people from Auburn that have been sent. And so I think it's a rich history and heritage that Auburn Opelika has to send so many people out to other places, whether in the States or internationally. So it's really awesome to think that training could happen and teams could be sent together from this place. I would also add that just the seminary students, they would get the experience to learn from people from other cultures. Like that was part of our story when you started your degree in Thailand through Biola. It was such a gift too. I got to sit in on some of those classes before we had children. It was such a gift to learn from others from the body of Christ from different places, people groups, and just to learn from them while studying together. That was a very rich experience. So I hope that the students here will also have that opportunity to learn from others from different places. I think it's a gift that they can learn from different traditions of faith just from people here in the city, but I also hope that there will be internationals that will want to come through this seminary. Yeah. We have a lot to learn from them. Well, thanks so much for being on my podcast here today, Courtney. Um, I know you have a heart to pour into the students and their families, their kids, their spouses, and through this, I hope people have gotten to know you just a little bit. So thanks. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Stay tuned to get to know more of the leaders who are pouring themselves into the lives of our seminary students. You can also find out more about us at ChristOurRedeemer.org.